You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kai Radke here, as always, with Julian Andrews. Julian, how are you? I'm doing great, Kyle. It's uh, it's a wonderful hot day, heading into a three-day weekend. She is steamy um, outside. Yeah, it's steamy. She Not my steamy. favorite, but... Mm-mm. I was mowing the lawn. I'm very sweaty. I don't smell good right now. I'm going to go for a walk later. Still expecting not to smell good. Um, that's probably not, that's listen, kind of, this is why they listen. Yeah, it's probably my vibe for the weekend. That's good. Just that's good. Smelling not good. Smelling bad. Um, good vibes. Good vibes all around. We don't have much for Wolves news. We did have some really big NBA news that broke last yeah. night. Um, Donovan Mitchell has been traded from the Utah Jazz. He's not headed to New York. He's headed to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The trade is the Cavaliers, they get Donovan Mitchell, um, and the Jazz get Colin Sexton, who they immediately signed to a four-year, $72 million deal. Laurie Markkinen, Ochai Igbaji, Igbaji, a 2025 first-round pick, a 2026 pick swap, 2027 first-round pick, 2028 pick swap, 2029 first-round pick. So if you're counting, that's three first-round picks and two pick swaps. For for Donovan Mitchell, um, I like the, the we, we didn't know right away if the Jazz were going to go like full rebuild. Um, it was like maybe they'll keep Mitchell, and that was kind of what they were saying. And obviously, mm-hmm. that wasn't their plan at all. But um, they're now in full rebuild territory with some like nice pieces. But um, yeah, um, yeah. Um, thoughts thoughts on it from Utah side. Then we can kind of get into. Well, I guess the one thing to keep him like. This is, I thought this is crazy. So, with those three, they have three first round picks and two pick swaps from this trade. 
other assets the Jazz have coming in. 2023 first-round pick from Houston, Brooklyn, or Philadelphia, which is the worst of those three. Mm-hmm. That is from the um, the trade they made this summer. Um, then there is the 2023 first-round pick from Minnesota, 2025 first-round pick from Minnesota, 2026 pick swap with Minnesota, 2026 second-round pick from Memphis, 2027 first-round pick from Minnesota, and 2029 first-round pick. So that's one, two, three, four outright first-round picks. Um, nope, that's five. That's five plus the three they have. So they have eight future first-round picks coming in, not including the pick swaps, which is um, if you're, that, that's quite the thing to have. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm curious what they'll do with it. Um, I think we kind of see that first round picks maybe right now are not considered as valuable as they were in the past. Um, or everyone's just realized they need that you need stars to win in the NBA. And so like stars have become a lot more valuable, but I'm curious to see if there will be a point at which the jazz trade some of this, some of these, you know, because I've been kind of keeping an eye on this with OKC too. It's like, there's kind of a, a, a diminishing return on having eight, eight to 10 round picks because you can't even really be rostering all of these players, you know? So like it definitely gives Utah more bites at the apple in terms of like landing a star. And I think that's really what it's all about. Um, but I don't, I guess like you want to see them like draft some really good young guys now you know, early in the rebuild and then maybe use some of these later picks to go acquire somebody um, to kind of finish out the rebuild. But I guess, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see Utah and then on like the other side of one of these deals down the road. Um, be That can kind of go for anybody who has a huge amount of first round picks, but I think especially Utah, just because they just traded both of these starts, this is kind of a ridiculous amount of picks. Um, I do see, like I'm it like- for them. Like, I don't know. I think it's a good value for Donovan Mitchell. Like, I don't know that Donovan Mitchell is enough better than, I don't know. This seems like a lot to pay for Donovan Mitchell. I like it for the Cavs and we'll get into that later. But I mean, I guess like if you're Utah, you do kind of just take this. And just yeah, like I feel the, the rest of later. I feel the opposite of you as far as what to do with the picks. I would get rid of the ones upcoming and kick those down the road because you know Cleveland's going to be good in the next two to three years, and you know yeah, Minnesota is. And I would hold on to like the 2028 and 2029 and 2027. Yeah, that's a good point. Like four, four years from now, I'd like whatever. Um, but you like now, if you're Cleveland, you your future assets are gone. Um, this is your team, but like, what a team to have. Uh, 26 year old Donovan Mitchell, you have Don, uh, Gary Darius Garland who was an all-star last year. You have Jared Allen, who was an all-star mm-hmm. last year. Um, you have Evan Mobley, who is, who I would argue probably had the best uh, rookie season last year and like looked like, oh yeah, I feel pretty confident that he's going to be really good. Um, you lose Sexton, but I don't think they wanted to keep him anyways. Um, it, it didn't seem like. So uh, I really like, I really like the Cleveland team. And like, I don't know where that puts them in the East. If it's like, because I mean, like you're still gonna have the problem now, right? That that they were gonna have in New York if it would have been um, Brunson and Mitchell, where you have like two smaller guards that that you're gonna have to like figure out what to do defensively. And the hope is that with Allen and Mobley, that'll be enough. But um, I I really like what 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 Cleveland has, um, and 
you think about it, like what a wasteland that team was two years ago, even um, where you're like, okay, I guess like there's Mobley and there's, or sorry, there's um, Garland and there's Sexton and we don't really know what we have. And Kevin Love doesn't want to be here and what a horrible place. And two years later, it's like, oh, we have Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell and Evan Mobley as the anchors on our team, which is wild. I mean, they've absolutely this rebuild. I think, I think this is like the best kind of zero to uh, rebuild that I think we've really long. Um, other than honestly, maybe the wolves. Um, but I mean, this team, this, the thing is, it's like, yeah, this team might not be very good this year or no, no, no. They'll be good this year, but they, they might not be able to make it through the playoffs this year just because of everything that's going on in the East. But like, all of those other teams in the East are older. They're more fragile. Like they're like, it just like the Cavs are set up to be competitive for many years. Um, and you never know what's going to happen. Like by the time Mitchell's through his contract, like he'll still be in his prime. You know, this is not like they didn't trade the comparison to the Gobert trade as get like, you know, at the end of this contract, he's going to be older. Um, that's not true with Donovan Mitchell. And um, so I just think, the infrastructure also just seems perfect for Mitchell to me. Like I know that Garland and Mitchell are not great defenders, uh, but you have behind them a Coro and Mobley and Jared Allen who are all really good defenders. Um, and Mobley in a couple of years is, could be the best player on the team. Um, and he's young. And so immediately kind of putting in the infrastructure to ride his rise kind of as, as he'll take you. And so I, I really, really like it for the, I, I, they didn't then they're like still deep too, you know, like Karis Levert's their six man, a good player. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think that the Cavs are going to be competitive for a really long time. And I think they've set themselves up really well. I, I don't think any of those picks are going to convey, you know, like it's just, I don't know. I like it a lot. The odds right now in the NBA, um, per DraftKings to win the championship for next year, uh, We'll just go through the East. Boston is five and a half to one. The Nets are seven to one. The Bucks are eight to one. The Sixers are 15 to one. The Heat are 20 to one. And then you have the Cavs, 35 to one. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know if Cleveland's going to win the title, but I'm like, you're telling me that they have the same odds as like teams like the Pelicans and the Timberwolves. And um, that, which I guess sounds I mean, right, but. Like for what Cleveland did last year, like they were a playoff team and now you're adding in one of the best like scoring guards in the league. I don't know. That seems significant to me. Well, they were playing team. Like, well, yeah, but I mean, that's kind of unfair. Anything. No, but like anything six, like, or seven through 10 was a point. Like, that's true. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I get it. And they lost lost Garland down the stretch. Like, I mean, I think they were like a three or four seed, like, in, in like you know march i would still take the wolves over them in terms of like odds of winning a championship this year um i just really like what they've done for the future um i i think it's like mitchell has his flaws like the, he's not like a i don't know i'm not totally sold on mitchell like being an elite player um but I just think that like, yeah, he, he's just like set up to succeed here, especially if you compare it to how it would have been in, in New York. Yeah. Just like Darius Garland's a different class of player than Jalen Brunson. Like I like Jalen yeah. Brunson, but they're, you know, it's not the same. Uh, and then like what the Cavs are behind 
in Mo have behind them in Mobley and Allen. Like that that's I mean, I like RJ Barrett too, but like I think Mobley's gonna be better than RJ Barrett. And so it's just I think that like if you just go down the roster, the Cavs just are set up so well um, in a way that the Knicks wouldn't have. And so in that sense, I don't mind the Cavs kind of gutting out their future for this guy that I still have questions about as much as I would have. Like I would have hated this trade if the Knicks made it. I know the Knicks could have made it or whatever. And there's been a lot of like, well, why didn't the Knicks do it? It's because it would have been a bad idea. Like it's really good that the Knicks did not do this trade because they haven't purged a decade. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. Um, yeah, it is interesting looking in the East because you're like, now I'm looking and I'm like, yeah, the Cavs are significantly better, but like I still don't know where that puts them. Um, but that's like right. that's what makes it. I mean, that's fourth, what makes it, fifth. Like, uh, let's. I mean, if, if you, you look at the tiers this year, like that's yeah. Like if if you think the first tier is Boston and Milwaukee, let's say right, and then I think you could say the second tier is probably Philadelphia and Brooklyn, perhaps. Um, and you can throw Miami in there. Maybe they're in that tier, right? Like the, like the three to sure. six seed. And then the next tier is probably like Toronto, Chicago, um, Atlanta, the Knicks, the Horn, like all kind of like all the other God. teams vying for a spot. Um, the East is yeah, nasty. Like, it is. But then you look at the West too, though, and it's like, okay, let's say tier one, you have Golden State. And then after that, it's like, okay, then you have the Clippers and the Suns and the Grizzlies. And then the next year, maybe you have like the Mavericks and the Nuggets and the Timberwolves, right? And then it's like, you then you have the Pelicans still sitting there and like the Blazers are trying to win. Um, it's not like as tough as the East, I don't think. But like, it's basically like, yeah, you could be a really good team and be the seventh seed, um, which is wild. But yeah, yeah. I mean, All right. Yeah, I feel like it's just this like huge disparity now too. Like there's some really bad teams in the league too. And I feel like this validation of all the talent in the NBA, like makes the playoffs really interesting, but like there are going to be a lot of blowouts this year. Yeah. Also, um, right now, um, DraftKings, our good friends who will, will give a shout out to soon. They have the East finishing like this, as far as like winning it, the odds, uh, Boston one, Brooklyn two, Milwaukee three, Philadelphia is a four seed, Miami is a five seed, Cleveland is a six seed, Toronto seven, Hawks eight, Bulls nine, and the Knicks ten. And then you have the the Hornets, Wizards, Pistons, Pacers, and Magic on the outside. Then you go to the the West and you have the Warriors one, Clippers two, Suns three, Lakers four, Lakers four. But that just tells you that. Um, it's Vegas, right? Like people are spending their money on the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, Nuggets five, Mavericks six, Grizzlies seven, Timberwolves eight, um, Pelicans nine, Blazers ten. So that Crazy. seems right. I'm sorry, the Wolves are getting no respect. I think the Wolves should be higher. Okay, who are they better than? Though? Like the Lakers? Uh, yeah. Like, right now, probably. I agree. I agree. That's but that's like the only team that I'm like convinced that they're going to be better. I think they're better than Memphis. I think they're better than Memphis. I think they're better than us. I think they're better than who did you say after the other team? Dallas. I think they're better. I think they're better than Memphis. I think they're better than Dallas. I think they're better than the Lakers. I think they're probably better than the Nuggets. I think. So Dallas, I will or Denver, I will say yes. Dallas, I have a tough time because it's like they did go to the Western Conference Finals last year, and like 
they got better. They added like yeah, but they, I know like Brunson's gone, but like they got Christian Wood, who probably fits the team a little bit better. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it like depends how we can go. I think people are just I, I just think there's just there were like three days when we acknowledged that Rudy Gobert is like really good, and then ever since then it's like I mean, like, are the Wolves going to finish with the same record they had last year? Like, th- like that basically puts the Wolves at where they were last year. And I don't... Yeah, I don't, but that know, doesn't like, necessarily mean they're a worse team. But did, did did other teams in the West get that much better? Like, I, well, I, I, I mean, there's just question marks, you know? Like, I could see no, it, like, with the... But I'm not know. saying either way, but, like, what I'm saying in the West is that there's more teams trying to get better than there are teams trying, like you're going to have more competitive games this year, just like you did last year. Like yeah. the jazz, the jazz fell off. Right. And I think you're going to see the Kings be not very good, but Portland's going to be trying. The Pelicans are going to be a lot better. Um, yep. Like those teams ahead of you that are projected are like still going to be really good teams that like, if you went two and two against them last year, maybe you go three and one against them this year, but like, that's not like a guarantee. Um, I don't know. I, I just think that yeah. like the top 16 teams in the league are really fucking good. And then you have like mm-hmm. the bottom five or six teams, like the Pacers and like, uh, like the, the Spurs, um, like the jazz, they're going to be really, really bad. So you're going to get like yeah. your sweeps. But I think that like those top tier games, like, and I'm not saying that like if the wolves are the seventh seed next year and they play like, let's say the Phoenix suns in the first round, I still feel pretty optimistic that they'll beat them. Um, yeah, I, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is like the Wolves could be the number two seed, but you could also tell me they're the seventh seed. And I don't know if that would totally make me feel any better or worse going into the playoffs, because I think all the teams are so even. I told like, I think that, yeah, to see them finish pretty much anywhere in the top eight. I think if they finish below the sixth seed, it's disappointing because you should be like with the amount that they've committed to this year, like you should be significantly better. But I, I agree. I think like it's going to be just a bloodbath and there's yeah. really no, like <laughs> they're way confident. Like even if you're the best team, like if I'm runs, I'm not confident, you know, like if like to me, the, the team that's scariest is actually the Clippers, but I agree. I don't know. We'll, we'll go through this later, like closer to the beginning of the, I think some predictions, but like, it's going to be interesting because um, like, I, I mean, as always, it's going to be independent. Like if you look at the nuggets, like who the hell knows what's going on in Murray and Michael Porter, you know, and if they come back and they're both really good and haven't lost, like haven't lost a step and it can take another step forward. Like that's a scary team too. So I agree with you. I just like, I guess all I'm saying is like, I think that the wool, like if, like if I was betting, <laughs> I would say like I would pick the Wolves to finish better than eighth. Like I think that's like um like if Vegas says they're the eighth best team. But at the same time, I wouldn't be like shocked. There's also a reason line is there. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um well, let's get to our good old fun, old fashioned reads. Um football fans. The first Sunday of the NFL season is here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. I actually put $25 in my account today and I did a best ball draft um, and I wasn't paying attention, which is shame on me because it was like a 30-second per pick draft. 
And my first two of my first three picks were Jamar Chase and T Higgins. Um, so hope, go Bengals, I guess. Um, yeah, I love both of those plays, but not, not together, maybe at the same time. Yeah, yep. I agree, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I'll probably do another $25 one and pay attention this time. Uh, but download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TB, TBPN and get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility, eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We also want to thank our good, good, good old friends from Raycon. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge trust me i love them um eight hours of play time tried to get them out 32 hours of battery life they're priced just right and you get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands it's no wonder raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000. 50,000 five-star reviews i love them i think you'll love them too they're affordable, and I think, uh, yeah. Listen, listen to the Ten Thousand Labs podcast with them in. That's almost as, that's almost as many five star reviews as the Ten Thousand Labs podcast. Close, yep. Um, yeah, a few more than the end. If you round up, <laughs> if you round up, that they, yeah, they have, right, yeah. If you go to the nearest fifty, yeah, yeah. Then. If you, go to buy slash tbpn today and get fifteen percent off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash TBPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash TBN. All right, this happened last week. Um, some Wolves news. It's not like, um, you know, you know how it is. Um, it's like news happens. and um, But Torian Prince was arrested on Thursday at the Miami International Airport for a fugitive out-of-state warrant according to miami-dade county jail arrest records we do not know what the warrant is for although andy slater who works at a news station um had a slater scoop he said that the warrant is from texas regarding dangerous drugs but um we have no confirmation on that so we can't really we can't really speculate at all uh prince was a, a big part of the team last year um veteran presence he signed to a two-year, $14 million deal um, and was going to be and could be still. I don't know. Like We don't really know what's going on here. Um, he's expected to be a, a rotational player for the Wolves this year, but we don't, don't really know his status. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what else to say about that. Uh, we'll kind of yeah, see when really one no, stuff comes out. Yeah. There's no sense in like us trying to <laughs> parse out what's going on here. Um, hope. You know, like it's always really hard to tell with this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, until kind of the process has happened. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We will see. And um, that's um, right. depth analysis. From yeah, it's, it's hard though, podcast. right? Like, you don't want to say something stupid. <laughs> yeah, and no, then, like, it ends up, totally. Yeah. Okie dokie. Well, Julian, thank you for joining. Um, we will talk again you next week. Um, hopefully we'll have some Wolves news, uh, training camps are about to start open, uh, opening here in the next like two or three weeks. So, um, hopefully we have some more updates, but yeah, we will fill everyone in then. Um, and we will talk to you soon.